Warning. This podcast does not contain actual virgins. Discretion is advised. The Movie Virgins. I'm Lindsay Schaefer. And I'm Leah Bross. And this is Movie Virgins, a weekly discussion of our first times with movies. Each week, one of us is re-watching the film and the other is seeing it for the first time. And this week, it was my pick and I selected It Follows from 2014 because I really wanted to get up on my sex ed soapbox and this movie scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> and I think it's really cool and I think it's a neat idea and that's why I selected it. Now, Lindsay... You had never seen this before and you didn't want to watch it because I you think it, it's dumb. I thought it looked dumb. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I I wasn't adamantly opposed to it. I just thought it looked kind of dumb. I, You know, it's... Okay, well, we'll talk about it. Okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it. So, this is my jam. This is my kind of movie, right? It seems really creepy and eerie. Um, I was really into the, like, the paranormal activity stuff really scared the poop out of me, so... Well, that's totally different. It is, but it's still, like, a spirit or a demon or, I don't know, they didn't really ever define what Mm -hmm. this thing is. A sexually transmitted ghost, so... Best reason to remain celibate since AIDS. (laughs) Jesus. So when I saw it, the the trailer for it, I thought, yes, this is what I want to... I want to see this movie, so... Saw it in the theater. Can I... I'm sorry. Yeah. (laughs) You wanted to see the movie just for the kind of eerie horror aspect or you wanted to see the movie because you wanted to be given a reason to not have sex i it looked really creepy to me and it looked it was a really interesting idea yeah um so i do and i remember thinking that i do remember mm -hmm. thinking it sounded interesting it just didn't really appeal to me like it, it kind of the way it was advertised was more along the lines of like a teen slasher that was the kind of... It felt that way. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying the movie necessarily felt that way, but I think the advertisements definitely made it feel yeah. that way. It had that I, old school music. Right. All the 70s and the 80s yeah. and like, yeah, the kids. Yeah. Um, but... You know how I feel about fucking children Yes. Too. Children so, are the worst. Um, and they should not be having sex with each other. So anyway, I, I didn't know... I think it's Micah... Micah Monroe. Um, I wondered that. Is it Micah? I think Mika, it's Micah. Micah. I googled the, the spelling of the name, so I, I think it's Micah. Okay. We'll call her Micah. Sorry, sure. sorry, Meka, if we're saying your name wrong. Um, I knew Care Gilchrist from the United States of Terra. I really loved that. I really loved that show. It was out at the time, so I knew him from that. Yeah, I, uh, I think that show is. I know. You I think that show is a it. terrible depiction of actual it. mental health. But I do. <laughs> I did see a couple episodes, and I did recognize that. Yeah. Kid. So the movie for me it was thought provoking. It really held my attention. There were moments that I was legitimately scared. And you're ro- she's rolling her eyes, people. I was not rolling there my eyes. There was an eye roll. No, it was fine. Um, also, I don't. I'm gonna butcher her name too. Olivia Licardi. Le- is that how you think you say her name? The chick with this. It, her name is. Um, Which is one she? is she? She's the one with the curly hair who's farting all the time. Dude, that girl is so. First of all, she's farting, and then the next scene, she's cutting her fucking toenails, Yara. and then, and then at the end, she is 
eating a sandwich out of the center. Like, who do- She's a fucking monster. I, she's the one who you should be most frightened I of. I loved her. No. And I want to be she's her. The fucking she's fucking spirit. She's my spirit animal. We're so not friends anymore. I was fascinated by her, Olivia Licardi's character, Yara. And I was, I'm fascinated with Olivia Licardi too for some reason. I don't know. Uh, I really what else her. has she been in that you're fascinated by her? I don't know that I, I know I've seen her in some something else and I was actually after the movie I was on IMDb trying to figure it out and I couldn't for the life of me figure it out. I just really, really liked her in this movie. I mean, I like, uh, sure, no, she, she was, ugh. <laughs> You should never eat a sandwich out of the middle. You eat the corners. I don't care that you've been shot and you're maybe a little out of it. I do enjoy the fact that she was actually reading Dostoevsky, although that's not the best line to actually quote. Regardless, carry on. Sorry. So, yeah. So, also, the guy who plays Greg, Daniel Zavato? Sure. Very hot. Yeah. He was into it. Sure. Liked it. Yeah. Um, I did so- like the part where he was like, why did you pick him? <laughs> And she was just like, well, I thought, you know, he didn't seem scared. He didn't seem afraid. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry, fugly child. Mm-hmm. She picked him because he was hot. I don't know why she I think she picked him for. I think she picked him for another reason. No, but. I think she picked him because she didn't love him. No, I think she picked him because they'd had sex before. Oh, I think she did it just and because. she thought he could handle it. Well, yeah, but I mean, yeah. she didn't. If you run the risk of giving it to someone, you don't you want to give it to give someone it to that the you guy. actually care about. Fair enough. But let's be real. He's hot and you're not scrawny kid. So I kind of put this, I lumped this movie in with some, like, similar movies, like, um, that I had seen. And I'm pretty sure I saw Sinister all the way through. I didn't love that movie. The Conjuring, Annabelle, kind of like that ghost stuff. I didn't feel like it was anything like I don't know. That's kind of what I thought of. And I... And I don't mean that in a bad way that I didn't feel like it was those. Those movies don't strike me as, as well done as this movie or is scary. Um, the I think I, The Conjuring, the first half at least, was really well done. Yeah. I have some things to say about how well I done just, this movie is or I not. I just don't but. think that it's... I, I guess I didn't think, think of The Conjuring as maybe original. Like, as original as yeah, No, I, this is a very original yes, concept, yeah. yeah. Um, I liked the idea of the sexually transmitted spirit or ghost or demon or whatever you want to call it. Um, I liked the way it was set up originally. So initially where you're, you're seeing her, I mean, she has consensual sex, but then Mm -hmm. it kind of turns into a little bit of a assault situation when he drugs her and then ties her down to the wheelchair. A little bit? A little bit. Just a little. Um, so where she's ending up in the hospital, um, the desperation of it all, her trying to find the guy who did it to her, um, the helplessness she must have felt, um, that that's terrifying like what's i think i'm trying to i was trying to think of the thing that's scary so the things that there are moments in the movie that are scary to me because something happens um but i feel like that terror of never feeling like you can sleep again it's i i mean yes it's about a sexually transmitted ghost i guess Mm -hmm. but the frightening aspect of it is what it's like to be stalked yeah, I mean okay. that there's. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, yeah, yeah there's yeah. someone who is literally stalking you, and they're not necessarily an immediate danger. You know, they slow moving, they're hiding in the shadows, mm-hmm. but you know that they are out there somewhere, and you can't always see them, and you can't always find them, but you know that they are there. And they're building that from the beginning. I mean, the first shots of the movie, aside from the intro where we see the the girl get killed, is um, like the girl who I guess was being stalked and then didn't make it. Um, you see her being watched mm-hmm. you know and she's always being watched she's being watched by the little neighbor boy mm-hmm. who's a creeper she's being b- watched by the Kara gilchrist character who's like in love with her i have a lot to say about that um she's being creepily looked at by greg mm-hmm. uh she's just 
I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts about all of that and what it means. Um, the other thing I think – there were two other things about this movie that struck me the first time I saw it. And, like, watching it back, I was like, yes, I remember this. The That it was done in Detroit mm-hmm. and the kind of – this the shots of Detroit and the location and I'm not familiar with that city at all but I felt like it was a really good setting for this these kids don't have well I guess she and her family don't have a ton of money Jay and her sister and her mom um and they're not necessarily living in the best neighborhood and then they end up in some kind of seedy areas like when they go to find Hugh's house um Mm -hmm. where he was kind of holed up um and then the I guess like the natatorium where they end up or the pool where they end up seems like it's not the best place and they're kind of talking about being allowed to go into the city and not being allowed and where the dividing line is I thought that was really interesting um and the other thing about it that I that I think really resonated with me was it's a group of kids who come together and have a plan to beat something so when you think about um I don't know like a shitty plan I know but they're kids. So like the Goonies. Goonies is a movie where it's a group of kids who come up with a cockamamie plan and then they execute on it. And it's fun, right? It's fun to watch. They're <laughs> they're cute. <laughs> that was fun, sure. Um, Stand By Me, same idea. It's a movie about kids doing cockamamie things um, and you follow along. And you- I guess you could say that this is sort of a coming of age movie. I mean, what's one of the major things that you experience when you're coming of age? It's love, relationships, mm-hmm. sex. Yeah. And the more recently stranger things Mm -hmm. is another show where you've got a group of kids um coming together to fight a battle of some kind um i would argue the stranger things kids did a little better job than the kids in this movie i I would say so (laughs) (laughs) um the the other thing too um and i'm sure that you haven't seen this movie there's a movie with justin chatwin who i find super cute he's like the shitty boyfriend from shameless he's kind of short which shitty boyfriend? He was the shameless? one who she, he didn't even tell her what his real name was. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that guy. <laughs> yeah, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. He's in this movie from 2007 called The Invisible. Uh-huh. Um, his mom is played by Marsha Gay Harden. Okay. Um, and then there's a Margarita Levieva, I think is her name. She's mm-hmm. been in a – you would recognize her. Okay. Um, she's a really beautiful woman and she's been in a lot of stuff. But um, he plays – the mood of this movie – kind of reminded me or maybe the it reminded me of the invisible and i saw the invisible kind of i don't know it was on tv and i watched it or something like that and it got sucked into it right away it's about a kid who's just graduated from high school and he's very kind of he comes from an affluent area and he's kind of a little like a dick and um he's got this dream to go to school and be a writer or some bullshit like that and his mom doesn't want him to do that and he ends up getting mixed up with a bad crowd and he ends up getting hurt in trying to help his friend hmm. and um the main plot of the movie or the main challenge for him is that he's he's not dead but his body is incapacitated and he has come out of his body his like soul or whatever is traveling around trying to get back to his body and he meets up with this woman this troubled young woman and it's kind of the story of how that all goes down and it's I don't know why I liked that movie so much. It may have something to do with the fact that there's a scene where there's a band that I really like called Hurt and um, one of their songs is in this movie that like caught my attention. But anyway, the point is that movie to me was a mood. It Mm -hmm. was just a mood. And um, there was lots of moments of just like music and people doing stuff but no talking. And this movie 
It's funny it, too. The same kind of mood to me. I like I texted you last night to ask if you've seen Wolf Creek, mm-hmm. and you said no, so it's going on the list. But the reason why is because the that kind of still almost comfortable mood uh, in the begin, like the spaces in between, are those spaces that I think everything feels okay, and then there's this underlying tension. Um, there's a lot of that in Wolf Creek too. You know, it's a group of friends mm-hmm. who go on a trip and everything's cool and it's kind of maybe relaxing and they're having a lot of fun and everything's fine, but there's just this underlying tension and there's, it's not a ton of, you know, jump out scares or mm-hmm. we know what's coming next. It's just... Everything seems fine, but it's not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was that same kind That's of the way quiet mood mm-hmm. that I, I feel like that had too, which you do see in a decent number of the good movies the good movies so i which is what <laughs> I, uh, I, I guess. the better i should say like so i have i have a, a problem with the horror movies of today um oh, i feel Lindsay. like too many there of are them. so many good ones but there are some that, what are you talking there about? are some good ones and then there are some where it's all about just cheap scares and no story and terrible actors and sex like that's all that what, so many what of movies them are, are you about. talking about when you say that well i don't see them because they are terrible so, because so, I was because I feel like honestly I can't come up with the names either because they all flow together. All right, but pretty much any movie that has a group of teenagers or young twenty somethings who fuck and then get attacked by either people, monsters, or ghosts, that is like the the consummate um, horror movie of the late nineties into today. So, and the- I'm not saying that there aren't others that are great. There have been some great horror movies of the last. Like The Witch is the Witch fucking amazing. The motherfucking Witch. I, I just said I love Wolf Creek, um, The Strangers. I think the first half of The Conjuring was great, and then they slipped into that same kind of, let's throw some big ridiculous scares in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the first half of um, the other movie by the people who did The Conjuring, the Conjuring one that they two? did first. No. <laughs> None of The Conjuring 2 was good. <laughs> I can't. The one with the little boy who... Like, slipped into a coma. Sinister. Sinister. Yeah. The first half of Sinister, yeah. I thought, was great. And then again, they also just they slipped into a, ridiculousness. They must have a hard-on for Patrick Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. They must. Do we have a hard-on for Patrick Wilson? I mean, there was a time. I really... I can't my- say that... I can't say that he hasn't been <laughs> <laughs> To me... To Did me- you see Little Children? Mm, maybe. Who, el- who else is in that? Um, Isn't that Clive Owen? N- no. 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 What's her face? Uh, Titanic... Oh, Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. I thought Clive Owen and Kate Winslet were in that movie. Maybe he is. Maybe that's her husband. I thought those husband. were the two stars of that movie. Well, no. The other star is Patrick Wilson because oh. it's about to parents. To me, and... peak Patrick Wilson is that girl's episode. Yes. Which I love. That, I really want to just go rewatch that now. That we're oh my God. I was it. thinking about girls too. When, <laughs> like at the end of this movie, I was thinking about it because what does she say when they're at the beach that she can only go into open water when, when she's, she's menstruating? menstruating? Because there's so much, there's so much. Uh, there's really great stuff like that in that. Yeah, yeah, with with water. There is mm-hmm. so much going on with water in this. And a lot of it, of course, does have to do with women. Because the main character is a woman. Mm-hmm. And sex, obviously, because, mm-hmm. you know, sexually transmitted ghost or what have you. So anyway, it was it was funny to me. I just kept thinking that I can only go into open water when I'm menstruating. So did you not, when you, so, so. Your expectations going into this movie were that you weren't going to like it. I'm assuming that. I didn't necessarily think that because over the last couple of years, like I remember it getting really good reviews. I remember saying, I remember people saying that 
this is different. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't really care. So my again, my first impression seeing the the trailers and everything was, oh, it's just another teen slasher movie was kind okay. of how I felt from that. Um, and then I heard things about it and thought, okay, maybe maybe it is something else. But honestly, I don't really care. I Horror movies, there are some that I get excited about, but it's not my go-to genre. Mm-hmm. So it kind of has to... For me to get excited about it, there has to be something really special. So, yeah, like when you chose it, I wasn't opposed to watching mm-hmm. it. It's one that I probably would have watched at some point anyway. Gotcha. Um, I didn't, no, I didn't really think that I would like it. Do you feel like you need to be in a mood for, or a particular kind of mood for horror? I, yeah, I think so. Okay. I, like, I could just watch it all day. I, I, you know, I need to be in moods. Like, sometimes yeah, I want comedies, but I, I am never in the mood for an MCU movie or like a thriller or like an action film I will it's usually comedy or horror or romantic comedy Um, oh okay yeah I'm usually like slapstick comedy or action or deep dark depressing drama those are my go-to yeah right but uh but yeah so I was thinking about horror movies that I've seen in recent years that I really 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 liked and would Mm -hmm. watch again yeah um and I know some of these are it's like Jennifer's body is... And that's the kind of stuff that I'm talking about when I... Okay. But that one is... I just don't care about... I love about, Diablo Cody so much. I don't so care much. about pretty people fucking and dying. <laughs> so I just don't care. Diablo... Some people don't like Diablo Cody. I think her shit is fabulous. I think I she's crazy overrated. Tully. I loved um, Jennifer's body. I loved Juno. I loved Young Adult. Um, I did not care for young adult right. I, I feel I like there, young adult. It's there so are funny. i think she does dialogue really well um but i think overall as a cohesive storyteller i, I think she's overrated so yeah so Personal jennifer's opinion. body's up there for me because of the, the funny bits of it and it, there's just so much of it that's funny and yeah, it's kind of schlocky silly i just i'm here for funny. it but the new evil dead mm-hmm. with um Jane Levy. I have never seen Jane Le- Levy in pretty in anything except for maybe horror films. She's mm-hmm. one of our most like a current scream queen, I guess you would call her. Um, I saw her in Don't Breathe, which was a fucking crazy movie. Um, I don't think I saw. And it. then she's am- Evil Dead is amazing. Yeah. Um, I love the original Evil Dead and Army of Darkness and all that shit. Um, but that I that never got too is... into zombie stuff. I mean, I. No, no, so, no. And, and speaking, of, speaking of moon, too. They're not zombies. Okay. In Evil Dead. Okay. I mean, I guess they sort of are. I mean, they're dead and they're the, evil, right? Evil Dead is about possession. Okay. Right. But it, they're like Army zombies, Darkness aren't they? Army becomes a zombie thing. But in Evil Dead, it's about possession. But they are... They're not zombies. They're possessed. They're not dead. Then zombies why is it called by, Evil Dead? by definition dead, huh? Why is it called Evil Dead? Well... I think it's the thing that's evil, like the and then the, it kills them, so they're dead. So they're, they're like zombies. a necronom. It's there's a necronomicon. It's like it's about <laughs> it's about like necromancy, but they're not they're not necromancers, and there's just this evil presence that's possessing. Necromancy them. is actually about zombies too. It is, yeah. It's controlling yeah. the dead, right? Yes, of course. I mean, that's where zombies came from. But there are no zombies in Evil Dead. We'll oh. watch it. We'll watch it. And I'm not sure, but I, I felt like it was very very good. But, but what I was gonna say was just uh, that was another one that I just thought of about the the mood of this. Um, Twenty eight days later. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. It's a good one. It's so a good. really good one. Um, but yeah, so Cabin Fever. Loved it. <sighs> Have seen it multiple times. No. And it's a hard one to watch, I find. Why do you um, think it's hard? It's gross. There's some really gross oh. bits in there. And that's another part of, like I said, I don't I don't give a shit about pretty people fucking and dying. Mm-hmm. But I care even less when it's just gross death. 
like Hostel. I tried watching Hostel and I had to fast forward through it. Not yeah. because I was grossed out. I can handle gross stuff. It was just dumb. It's yeah. just stupid. The first Hostel is not great. You got to watch the second one. I really don't think I do. Um, Cabin in the Woods. We've talked about that one. Ugh. The Witch you mentioned. Yeah, which is great. I know you've seen this one and you didn't like it. Oh. You're next. Fucking A. I love that movie so much. Just, Did I see that? Yeah, I think you and Katie watched it together. What and was you it about? Gave, it's about uh, this family is meeting up at a house, like the parents' house or maybe a house that they've rented. And then uh, somebody's attacking them, kind of like stranger style. Somebody, some unknown group of people is coming after them and they don't know why. Hmm. Uh, there's a point at which somebody gets killed with a blender. <laughs> if you I think, haven't I think seen I do it, know, it's going on the list because about. I fucking love it so much. Um, so of all of those, The Witch is probably the best movie so to speak and i it's feel like it so follows well is up there with better than the ones maybe that i've just listed except for evil dead i feel like the evil dead remake is a very good movie i think this movie it follows has a great unique uh premise mm-hmm. and i think it has a lot of promise i think some things that are done in it are done really really well mm-hmm. and i think that it dropped the ball in a lot of other areas and that kind of makes me mad because I feel like it could have it could have been great yeah. if it had just been fully thought through in in some ways. And so I, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about it because okay. <laughs> but I mean, just to the point of um, great something like The Witch. I think I got the feeling that when they wrote that movie, they wrote so much more that was not in there. They built the entire world up, and I 100% believe that they could tell me what everything meant, even Mm -hmm. if I couldn't get it from the movie. Okay. And that they had a concept of the history and what happened after and everything else. I don't feel like that happened here. I feel like with, with this movie, it was, I have a concept, I have an idea, and some of it was kind of shoddily put together, and I think it would have been so much better if the writers had just sat down or writer had just sat down and really fleshed out all of his ideas. What exactly is this monster thing? And how does this kid know about... So the guy, you know, the... Mm-hmm. He the fugly the pacey. Yeah. Did you just call him a fugly pacey? I call him a fugly pacey because he's kind of like pacey but fugly. I, I think I wrote, this guy seems nice but looks kind of douchey. It's the earring and the facial hair. It's the hair. Yeah. Like not even just the facial hair but what everything. Was, what was his name? I think his name was like... Ye- Hugh might They called him Hugh, but I think he had it. He did lie to her originally. Right, he had some other Yeah, name. yeah, yeah. But when they're talking to him about it, so he sets this whole thing up with her in the beginning where, first of all, why are you knocking her out? You could just, like, tell her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't have to go through this whole assault thing, first of all. Second of all, he's telling her these details. I mean, he's telling her... There's this thing. It's going to follow you. It's smart, but it moves slow, mm-hmm. you know, so you can get away from it. Don't be in a room. Where you that, can't get out. Exactly. He, he's going through everything. And, and you can get rid of it if you have sex, but it, and you'll pass it on to somebody else. But if you die, it's going to come back to me. So, like, so he knows. So you don't understand how he, he knows the rules. Details? Well, because he says to them when they're all sitting there, for whatever reason, his mother invites all these children in. And gives and them then all soda all, pops. Yeah. And straws and then they all just... <laughs> sit there and, and on a bag the of chips lawn. super cute so <laughs> come to the door and she's like yeah come how about your friends yeah, your creepy friends, friends. and they all looming. just go it must be a detroit thing it's oh, just sure. moms you know <laughs> but they're they're sitting out there talking about it and he's and she's like well how'd you get it and he's like 
oh, well, I had this one night stand with a woman in a bar. I think that's where it happened. So how in the fuck does he know about it? How could he have possibly have figured it out? And I feel like that was something because that... Because the internet? Because the they didn't even have the internet. They did have the internet. No, they did. Nobody was ever on it. Nobody and that was, was on it, but this is... Not, they did try to keep it kind of timeless in that way right. and keep those things out. And I think that was part of the reason why. There's definitely internet. If they had the internet, they would have been looking things up on the internet. They were. They like, for example, do up. not use surge protectors if you plan on electrocuting <laughs> yeah. people. I didn't worry too much about the details because I figured somebody told him. He had a one-night stand. That girl probably told him. He you don't sa- believe it? If she had, then why would he say, I think that's where I got it? Let me ask you this. The girl that had the one he want, had the one I stand with. Well, I, so the, there's a the opening of the movie. Mm-hmm. You see a young woman mm-hmm. running down the street in lingerie. Great. Oh, my God. Why, why is she wearing high heels? <laughs> like, it was no. so confusing. I'm like, what the fuck? At first, she runs out. I'm like, she's in her pajamas. Okay. And then I see she's in heels. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And then I'm like, okay, maybe it's not pajamas. Maybe it's some sort of... <laughs> I don't know. It was pajamas with height. I don't know why. With the youths of today, no. Maybe they like to wear red heels with their. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. It was a weird slumber party. So I was wondering if this was a girl Greg had slept with before. She gets caught. It goes back. No, not not Greg. Hugh. Who later on they find out his name is Jeff. Okay. Right. Okay. So Hugh slash Jeff has had sex with this girl to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. Realizes that, and and then it comes back to haunt him because Mm -hmm. maybe he didn't do because. I think they had to play up that he really had to tie her down into a wheelchair. They wanted to, his motivation had to be solid to why he would do that. And I think that's my problem. I don't need to have everything spoon-fed. I don't need to be explained everything. No, it wasn't. You're talking about him explaining it. Yeah, I I don't need that. I'm not saying that they should have written in every aspect of how he learned about all Mm -hmm. these things. I just need there to be some context that is somewhat believable. So if he Mm -hmm. had just said, my you know, girlfriend, I think she gave it to me and we talked a lot about it. Like, that's all I need. I don't need you to go all the way back in time to figure out what this thing is. But it didn't make sense to me. It didn't track at all that he just magically figured this all out on his own after I don't think I don't think that he did figure it out. I think it's probably, my guess is, so that girl who died in the beginning, I just assumed that she was someone that he had slept with and then it came back to him and maybe he had tried it before But even if that's the case, why would he? You would never think. Like, nobody is ever going to just magically think, oh, this person who I see, and maybe others don't, even though why would I ever ask anybody, Mm -hmm. do you see that guy? (laughs) That this person is coming after me, A, to kill me, B, is um, a sex ghost. The sex ghost. Better title than it follows. Nobody would have that concept just on their own. It has to come from somewhere. I like... So... That opening moment where the young woman in heels runs down the street and then she comes back and she, she sees her dad and mm-hmm. the franticness of she needs to get away because she knows it's going to be. So she runs out of the house. It's obviously followed her out of the house. She comes back, gets in her car, drives off, goes mm-hmm. to where does she go? It's all the places the that Jay kept going to. Open spaces where you can see 360 around you. Mm-hmm. And, but then she's going to chill at the beach until it comes to get her. Like she's given up. Yeah. It's so sad. And that she's on that phone call with her dad. Yeah, I just telling want him to... how much she loves right. him. God, it's awful. And like saying, I'm sorry I was such a brat. Like I don't totally get the broken leg thing. Like that seems like some really angry fucking. So it, it's interesting. I had forgotten about the scene where Greg dies and it's because he's being fucked by the thing and it's his mom. Yeah. So, okay, to that point, and this is, this is again, part of what I mean by not being super well thought out, in my mind, mm-hmm. in this sex ghost, 
the the herpes monster i don't know whatever you want to call it i feel like it could have been so many things and it wasn't any of those things like it was they they literally like it say it can, it can be well i mean he says it can take on the form of anyone you know it it might take on the form of someone who you're close with or it could just be like a, a random creepy old seven foot tall guy or that or, guy yeah. yeah but there's something in there that obviously is somewhat meaningful there's something in the fact that this ghost is or i'm just going to keep calling it a ghost because we don't yeah, know what it is fine. but it's uh it's sexual in nature mm-hmm. you know it's typically naked it clearly fucked greg to death i'm assuming it (laughs) fucked the other girl to death it's transmitted through sex so there is that aspect to it Mm -hmm. and i feel like it could have it and it was so it was hugh's mom when it was stalking them it was greg's mom when it was fucking him to death it was her dad in the pool when he obviously thought so it's an incest ghost so well that's the thing is i feel like the first thought i had was Maybe it's all started out from a rape murder, let's just say, you know. So somebody was raped and murdered and... And the energy turned into a sex ghost. Yeah, exactly. And maybe every um, incarnation of the ghost, every person that they see, every um, person that it becomes Mm -hmm. is another person whom has been murdered by this thing as it's been spread. Interesting. That's something that it could have been, but obviously wasn't. Because I think then it's it could also that it's random. It's scarier. I don't at all. It would still be random to you. You wouldn't have known or recognized anybody who had been murdered in the past. Or it could be somebody who's close to you and they're just trying to get close to you. And I, I get that as a concept as well. But I don't understand how the nudity and the sexual aspect kind of plays into that. And the mere fact that it's so often apparent makes me think that there is something, yeah, kind of incestuous. Hmm as well so there are all these things that it could be and yet it's none of those things and it, that's really frustrating to me because i feel like be you disturbing can... can it can we just let it be disturbing though no all of those things are disturbing it would still be disturbing if it was any one of those things it strikes me as shoddy it just feels shoddy when it could have been so cohesive and well thought out so th- to me the the randomness of it and the not randomness of it and that it could be just some random person you don't know if it was random it wouldn't have been apparent for every single no, one of them it either wasn't. it wasn't for every person it was apparent it at did some become point. apparent sure yeah the girl on the beach probably got fucked by her dad um and it can't necessarily be, I know he had mentioned that, you know, it might be someone who you know because it'll do anything to get close to you, but it, I'm assuming that Jay's dad is dead because yeah. he's not around. Yeah, he's so taking on the form Daddy of her issues. dad would not help it to get closer to her because she would know. No, but it's really fucking disturbing. Dead. It's really well, No, I know it's disturbing, disturbing, but that's my point is there has to be some sort of legitimate motivation. And I don't know what this thing's motivation is. Is it to get to take on a form so I can get close to you? Because if that's the case, why are you dressed as a creepy old woman or not dressed at all? Because obviously that's not going to get close to me. Or obviously somebody who's dead who I'm not going to want to get close to me. But then at other times you're my friend who maybe I would let you get close to me. Or, you know, is your intention to just plain freak me out? Because then I get the mm-hmm. old lady and then I get, you so, know, so the, I, there's I think, never a real motivation. I get that you're saying that the sex ghost doesn't have a real motivation, but I think that is in large part because it is meant to be a metaphor for sexually transmitted diseases. and All diseases have motivation. Okay, 
Let, let's not talk about the science of disease. It's just true. They do. Their motivation is to live and, to spread. and continue. Yeah. Right. And I think that's, we can put that kind of motivation on the sex ghost or whatever we want to call it, it or whatever. Well, and that's just speaking to that motivation too. That was a part that was, I mean, not confusing, confusing, but sort of confusing. You know, is it, is this sex ghost a mm-hmm. punishment for having sex or is it just that it is some kind of disease that wants to spread and in order to spread it needs you to do this so it's actually encouraging promiscuity it's it's 100 encouraging so the thing that i find fascinating about this movie and the thing that i in watching it again loved so much so you see jay at the beginning of the movie and she's talking with her sister about this guy that she's met and her sister's like, yeah, he seems like a good guy. And she's going to go on a date with Hugh slash Jeff. <laughs> and then he pulls up outside their house and just like dumps her in the street. You know, they go on the date. It's really sweet. They they have sex in the car, which is what teenagers like to do. Um, you see her taking a pill before she goes out. And I figured that was birth control, but I wasn't 100%. Um, what it was you do see her taking but you see her in her bedroom it's sweet she's young her hair is down she's got the pink lipstick the pink dress the innocence of it right the first yeah not the first date they'd obviously been another date they go on this date they have sex consensual sex which is fine and there she is in the back of the car post-coitus talking just about she's like talking about her dreams and it's just just chopped off and I love that. Like, to be clear, it's, I think there are some great things about that, this movie. Th- so so that happens, and then it's more to me than a sexually transmitted ghost. It's also, it's a metaphor for loss of, like, innocence, I guess. I mean, that, that consensual sex turned into assault. And that mm-hmm. assault, that they... And it that ruined her dumped life. Her, it ruined her, yes. It, they, he dumps her on the street mm-hmm. um, half-naked like like trash yeah which is why the fuck did he do that he's yeah, obviously I know. a dick um the strapping her to a chair which is ca- why i found it so her. interesting too that when they come over <laughs> to find him at his house the next scene with them all together is they're is just, just like, like sitting around, sitting around yes. hanging out yeah i'm like so jeff's just gonna talk to them and we're all good now right because right. um, they're trying to find him so there's another moment in the movie where she's sitting are you winking at the cat again yeah <laughs> oh here he comes Hey, buddy. Okay. Meow. Um, she's standing in front of her bathroom mirror and looking, oh yeah, looking is, at herself in her underwear. Yeah, like, but then she like looks down looks her down, underwear. Looks, looks down, but that's that. I think this is this this moment. She's kind of reckoning with what happened to her because you see her in the hospital after the assault, right? Yeah, which is just sad and terrible. And I'm assuming they did like a rape kit or something it on her. Like, like, yeah. There's so much to be said for like what all of that means and what all that says about our society and rape and rape culture and da 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 da. Anyway. But then she's standing in front of the mirror and she's looking at herself and she's having this moment of like, what happened to me? And is this the same me that was around before this assault happened? And she's being terrorized by the sex Mm -hmm. ghost. Which is really interesting too later when she has sex with the the fugly kid, the the scrawny, the scrawny motherfucker. Yeah. 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 Um, and he Paul. Paul. His name Paul. is Paul. Okay, yeah. thank you, Paul. <laughs> and he asks her, "Do you feel any different?" And she just gets this look on her face and says, "No." I love that because she's already been changed. Yes, that's well, already and he happened. Says it to and her now... like he just took her virginity or something. It's well, hilarious yeah, yeah, yeah. when he says that. But so, so she has this moment in the mirror. It's really sad. It's really 
heartbreaking. And then as it goes, so she has sex with Greg to get rid of the ghost. And that scene in the hospital, there is, she's laying in bed. Everybody's there and they're asleep. And she's in, it's after she wrecks the car Mm -hmm. at the beach. Yeah. And she's terrified because she hears these footsteps coming down the hallway. That was great. Like, she's so scared. And there's no real talking or anything. And then the next thing you see in the hospital is her and Greg getting it on. And it's it's awful to think that she's in a hospital bed, injured, and she's having sex with this guy. It's terrible to think. Mm-hmm. And then... <sighs> Which comes back to the pressure. And, and I think a lot of it... Is, and I think it's great that they're, the focus was on a young woman throughout yes. this. yes. Because but, I think we all understand, well, maybe we don't all understand, yeah. but I think we all women understand right. the pressure that you experience as a woman when it yes. comes to sex. And I'm not saying that there's not pressure for men, but it's very different. It's a different kind of pressure. Yeah. It's a different kind of, like, if I have sex, I, and I, it's slutty if I have sex with more than one guy. Mm-hmm. That is the perception. But if guys do it, it's, it's the, the oldest the oldest thing in in the book, that guys are studs and ladies there are was, There was a point in the movie about that. Oh, she when she was talking to Paul. And they were talking about uh, kissing and, you know, you were my first kiss. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, you were my first kiss. And then she just kind of makes a joke about, yeah, but then you kissed my sister after that. And mm-hmm. she looks at him and she goes, you made out with two sisters. That's gross. <laughs> and all I could think is, why he is he not that. Why is he not saying to her, no, it's not. For dudes, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> but that's the truth. But like, a woman would, look, would think about that and think, that's, you're gross. And a guy would think, that's awesome. There is, a, whether you want to call it a double standard or just mm-hmm. a, a different way of thinking about things when it comes to sex. There's, it's there. <laughs> so it gets to the point, it gets so bad, Greg dies, that she swims out to a boat. To fuck some guys? To fuck some random guys. Who I do but not then think does, she actually but fucks. I think she does. You and do. then lies about it. Because she said later when she was talking to Paul, she said something about... He, he said something like, well, maybe you should sleep with somebody else. Or maybe it was her sister. Mm-hmm. Somebody said something about, you know, maybe you should sleep with somebody else and try to pass it along. And she was like, I don't, I don't know if I should. But it was after that, which made me think, she's not being honest with them. She's not telling them that she, she did, did pass she it did. along. But I think she did. And that's why it takes a while for the guy to show up again, which why he's on the roof is just stupid. Like, why would he... I can move really slowly, but instead of coming through your door, I'm going to climb up on She's your roof. trying to make it creepy. But the, all of this kind of, like, loss of innocence and her self-esteem just tanking, just bottoming out, it's heartbreaking. And I feel like that's what this movie, at the end of the day, that, to me, that's my what it's about for me. And, and I'm thinking, and I'm looking at her, and I was thinking about this as I was watching it again. We all, and maybe I shouldn't say this, but I feel like beautiful women beautiful young girls we all feel like we own them they're they're objects they're beautiful and we put them in movies and we put them on pedestals and they're models and they're lovely and, and we do it to men too but not to this extent I think and if you think about how she's portrayed in this movie she's always being watched you know Paul Paul's supposed to be the nice guy in the yeah, show but he's creepy he's not he's yeah. fucking creepy he's he's super it's really cute when they're sitting on the couch together because he's like I'll spend the night yeah and then he's telling her it's really cool that we get to hang out together and you think oh this guy's super sweet and but he's always creepily fucking watching yeah. her he she belongs to him he once so and that was i the very end i think you know you see something they're holding they're walking down the street holding hands and you see someone Mm -hmm. following them and of course the immediate thought is that's it it's the ghost follows the thing that was and and maybe this is my mind spinning and overthinking things but the the thing that i was thinking is she had sex with him supposedly gave it to him Mm mm-hmm 
obviously she's going to want to help protect him because she cares about him. She does. So she's going to be looking out for him. He's going to be looking out for her. They both want to escape this thing. So they're in it together. Mm -hmm. And walking down the street like that, you get the feeling that that's true, that they're in it together. And yet what I saw from this movie was these are two kids who grew up together. It didn't seem like she was really all that. She cares about him because they're friends. They're friends. But I don't think that she really wants to be with him. And I agree with that. And now she's stuck with him. If she wants to remain alive, she has to be there to help him and protect him. But I feel like if she transferred it to him and he... And if it kills, if it kills him, it comes right back to her. But that's it, that she's trapped. So that's exactly, that was how I was left. I was left at the end thinking, you know, you get that uncomfortable horror movie feeling Mm -hmm. of like, oh, they didn't get rid of it. It's still there. But more than anything, what made me really uncomfortable was thinking that she's she's trapped now she's, she's trapped. trapped in this relationship that's gonna ruin was her she life ever not trapped like so in the beginning like there's the innocence and the in the sweetness of all of it and her going on the date and there's the hope right her sister thinks he's a nice guy the hope oh she was talking about it in the car she was yes. talking about you know how i visualized kind of being a teenager and what it would be like yes. and yes. it's not really like it's, that it's, it's, it's not about where you go and and it's, all of those things it's so there's a point at which in my life that I went from being this, like, and I would probably say middle school is when it happened, and I don't know if it's to do with puberty or what, but there's a point at which I became a woman, so to speak, and I feel like... <laughs> not like your bat mitzvah? I'm not, yeah, no, no, because I'm not Jewish, and I didn't get that. Um, I had a communion. Um, That's not the same. <laughs> I know, not even close. Um, Blood's involved, but still. <laughs> not, well, I'm Lutheran, I don't believe it's actually blood. Oh, but, oh, yeah. I see. Pardon uh, me. <laughs> Um, so cool I'm a Catholic who never actually took communion but there's a point at which you know I I had all this self-confidence and I I was I put myself out there and I did all the things and I was just the same as any other boy or girl in my class like and there's a point at which my self-esteem whether it's because of puberty or whatever kind of took a dive and I feel like that happens to lots of women and I don't know it it could be the same for men I don't know I don't know that experience but I feel like it's society's telling me like Leah you need to make yourself look pretty, and you need to get yourself out there. You need to catch yourself a man, and if they don't like you, then that's on you, not on them. And there's all of this fucking pressure, and there's pressure to put yourself out there mm-hmm. and be beautiful and be a sex object, mm-hmm. but don't have sex. Mm-hmm. And I, it can go fuck itself. American society and our puritanical bullshit values can go fuck themselves. Because I do think that if you want to have sex for pleasure, you should go right the fuck ahead. Here comes the soapbox. Prepare yourself. Have all the sex you want. Keep in mind that every person, every partner you have um, who can inject you with his super sperm could potentially impregnate you and you might be attached to that person for the rest of your life. So, and that's, uh, yeah, to your point with women um, just doing it for fun, it there are women, of course, who can do that. I think in my mind, it's a terribly dangerous thing, not because of STDs, mm-hmm. but because, because, of babies. Of, because of pregnancy. Right. Yeah, yeah, that is that is the single most terrifying sexually oh, transmitted. You? Yes. <laughs> and the thought that, and, and in this society in particular, when so many people want to outlaw my right to choose, you know, it's a... Uh, it's a horrifying thought. Yeah. It's it's the end of this movie when, like I said, I feel like she's, she's trapped. trapped in this life that it did not seem like she wanted. No, she didn't. And I imagine her. that she doesn't want. She didn't but have a lot of choices. She is trapped there, yeah. and I feel like that is 
I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying don't have sex if you want to have sex do whatever you want yeah but keep Bottle in mind up. that this is something very serious it is something that can truly fuck up your life mm-hmm. I you know I again my rules for sex don't do it with any don't do it with anybody that you really the number one rule for me is don't do it with anybody that you are not okay with being connected to for the rest of your exactly. life by a child and yeah. I am 100% pro-choice and I can't tell anybody because I don't know what no, I would I, do in that situation. Right. I have no idea. But I mean, that's the point too, but, that right. I don't know what I would do. Right. Um, and there I are, damn well deserve the choice There though. are lots of options now though, but who's shoring up their shit? Women. What do oh, I yeah. have to do? I have to fucking get an IUD. Right. I have to fucking take birth control every day. That and let's be honest, hormones. I have to tell you to use and a I, condom. Exactly. I have to tell you to use a condom. I have to take plan B if if I don't do yep. what I did. Like Or struggle with whether or not to have an abortion. That would be 100% right. on me so too. So I have to be Struggle with whether or not to be able to actually get right. one. So in this movie, when you're watching someone who is being made to have sex to... It's a really fucking wicked twist mm-hmm. to think that this person would have to have sex to say to stay safe um, from something that wants to hurt her, kill her, whatever. It's I- interesting too that there's there is always you know you can have sex without bringing emotion into it. I, I'm not saying that you can't, mm-hmm. but the reality is it's a very um, intimate thing. And typically, there is some sort of emotion involved. You can have a one-night stand, and it's just nothing. You're not feeling. You're not having deep feelings for another person. But there's still, any time that you are that intimate with another person, there's emotion involved. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot more to it than just, I don't know, I, I don't know whatever kind of act. there are people out there who can fuck, and it's just fucking. And I think most of them have some sort of emotional issue. So? Yeah, I do think so. I think so. people just view it as like a, like, any other bodily function like you're just... but it's not because any other bodily function does not include another person fair that's fair i mean you could that's take what i mean shit you're sharing another person in the room unless you're shitting into their mouth you're not sharing that experience with them and i would argue that shitting <laughs> shitting directly into it's someone's intimate. mouth that is a very intimate is a very act. intimate act as well <laughs> putting down a tarp and forcing someone to lay down and pissing all over them is, is an intimate, intimate act yeah it's true so yeah, these are things fair. that they're Yes, there is a certain level of <laughs> emotion <laughs> at stake here. But oh, what's God. interesting is this brings this this movie like this what happened to her brings a whole nother level to that too. So obviously, there's something uh, emotional just about sex for her in general. And then you tack on top of it the fact that she was she had a very bad sexual experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Terr- sex itself terrifying. might have been great, but terrifying. you know, five minutes later, yeah, yeah. Way to turn and, you off of dating. And now there's another extra layer, not just of I might die if I don't get rid of this thing, but if I do get rid of this thing, I might be killing that other person. Mm-hmm. So there are so many layers to to making it an even more kind of terrifying decision mm-hmm. when it already is for kids that age. And I guess she was, what, 18, 19? I mean, she was not a child child, but... That age, yeah, yeah, it's already this terrifying prospect. Anyway, now I am, and this is a this is just a personal question. This isn't like I feel like the filmmakers should have addressed this or anything. I'm just curious, and what I if I were in her shoes, I'd be curious. But let's say that I have the herpes monster, and wait from this movie or just yeah, like yeah, actual yeah, yeah. herpes? Yeah, no, like from, from this movie. movie. Okay. Um, <laughs> here's the thing about herpes: mm-hmm. <laughs> you can spread it to other people, but that doesn't get rid of it. <laughs> So, <laughs> side note. Um, so let's say I have the herpes monster from It Follows. And um, 
I plan on giving it to someone else to get rid of it. I'm I'm curious if I go out and I fuck twelve men. Mm-hmm. Like, how does that work? Do they all get it? Yeah. Well, and can it can it go like you know? Okay, so the first one, like, can it go down the line? So maybe <laughs> the first guy he gets killed, but then it goes to number eleven. And like, I don't can think we that's do how it that? works. I really no, want it to be that way. I don't think that's how it works. I think you fuck one person and they get it, and then they need to fuck somebody else. So the reality. Now, here's something. I'm that, having here's, parties. Here's something for We're you. having key parties. We're thought. doing here's major orgies. Like, here's I'm getting it started, and it's going down the chain. And I'm <laughs> You have leaving. the orgy, but you make it so that people have sex together in a consecutive order. Yeah, so exactly. Like, right? like a chain. So you're like, all right, I'm going to fuck. Like, here's the game at the party, guys. Like, like I'm going to fuck Greg. Fun. And, and then, then Greg, you fuck Yara. And then Yara, you fuck Jay. And then right. Jay, you fuck Kelly. No, why are we fucking Jay? Jay's just got rid <laughs> right, of it. But the point I'm making is, like, I'm just saying names. Yeah, okay. Um that you you have a party and yes. then you make people fuck consecutively right. so that at the end of the night there's a person furthest from you but it's transferred from you to all of these other people and you yeah, have to exactly. make sure that nobody else is having sex either you have to be in total control of this party oh yeah i think it's totally doable it seems like it would be <laughs> now granted we did not see them on the internet at any point and i feel like in order to have a party like that you may need craigslist mm-hmm. so i don't know that many people i mean i mean i guess i do <laughs> you but. do but not people that you would want to spread i know at this age i know a lot of people who are married too and i just don't trust that they would spread it outside their oh uh, married people are much more likely to be spreading it outside of their relationship not the ones i know so yeah which i guess is a good thing (laughs) i said that in a bad way but and i just again with the sex stuff oh we're still talking about sex i just the other problem with and and so it's actually kind of funny because you were really beefing about how how does Hugh slash Jeff know all of these details about this evil that is, uh, you know, hurting him. And uh, people don't know enough about sexually transmitted diseases. They're just, there's no education. The education is abstinence a lot of the time. What, so yes and no. I I mean, let's be honest. That's something that we talk about here in the U.S., but it's really not a problem in the U.S. I think it is. I fucking know it is. It's a problem for certain. I worked in a prison and the men had no fucking clue about when you. Okay, it's a problem for certain individuals, but by and large, that is not the real issue. The real issue is other countries where there is zero education. And that's something that I kept thinking about here. I'm thinking about America, but perhaps, Okay, but when you look at certain African nations, where the rate of HIV and AIDS has shot through the roof over the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. And one of the main reasons is because there are these sort of, um, I don't want to say supernatural beliefs, but these sort of beliefs that are not grounded in scientific fact. Mm-hmm. Like, for yes, example, sure. if yes. you are a man yes. and you get the virus, yes. you can get rid of it by having sex with a virgin. That is something that I kept thinking about during this movie. First of all, the fact that only a man would think of that that at some point some man decided oh, sure. yeah. that i'm sick how do i get rid of this by fucking a virgin well but virgins are special right we all no i feel like we put the they're virgin pussy on a pedestal and yeah, even the not virgin, virgin penis is on a pedestal because yeah. you can't even no that's the difference there is that you can't tell if a penis is virgin that's exactly why oh right that's why was it ti was taking his daughter to have her virginity checked what? Did you not see that? No. He, he said I, he said, said it in public. Somebody knew it. He was yearly taking his daughter and having her virginity. I don't know. People freak the fuck out about it. There's all. I mean, there's a lot to be said for different. But my hymen could be broken, based. and I still could be a virgin, a technical virgin. Yeah. Well, that I mean, your hymen being broken isn't necessarily the only thing that's checked. 
if you would if you were to check for whether well, or not someone what are you doing when you're checking people for their virginity i personally am not doing it how do you know, know so much about <laughs> it so, <laughs> i'm just saying there are other things that come into play because yeah you could you could break your hymen doing anything yeah um the point that i'm making is <laughs> That that sort of superstitious belief, yeah. which of course you see in this movie, although I guess you could argue that in this world it's not really superstition because it's real, but essentially it's a superstitious belief about being able to get rid of a sexually transmitted disease by finding someone who is none the wiser mm-hmm. and giving it to them. And that is something that we do see in the world. And again, you can argue that there's a lack of education in the U.S., and in many places there are, but I saw the direct parallel to the the AIDS crisis in Africa, really, more than anything, sub-Saharan Africa, um, which is horrifying, which is horrifying, because those people are dying and happened for many, 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 many years. So if nothing else, this movie made us think. Yeah, I, and again, I, I'm not saying that, like, I... I I enjoyed it. I thought it was it was pretty good. It was good. I think it again, my issue with it is that it could have been so much better, I think. So what would you have done aside from obviously not over explaining the ghost in the beginning and he I don't think it. no, I don't have a problem with it. I'm not saying he over explained it. Mm-hmm. I'm saying I have how, no idea how understanding he understood how he knows it. Exactly. Okay. So I think that in my mind that's if I had been the writer, I would have thought all of it through beforehand. Okay. You should be creating characters and a story creating characters whom you know every single aspect of their motivation you Mm -hmm. know what motivates them entirely um you know where they come from you know their background you know how they know what they know i'm not saying you put all of that into the movie because that's how you end up spoon feeding people and i sure shit don't want that right but i need to know as the person who's creating this world i need to know everything about this world and i got the feeling that the people who created this world did not know everything about it and the mere fact that i as the viewer could see that, could tell that, Mm -hmm. that bothers me. And I feel like that could have been done so much better. And then everything that fell in around it, I think would have, uh, like some of the scenes and the feel and the tone, all of that was was great. Um, The music was good. It was all of the background stuff. And and I would have been able to enjoy all of that Mm -hmm. so much more if I didn't have so many questions just flitting around in my mind. Yeah. For me, the biggest problem was the whole conversation with Jeff when they get to his house because it felt really strange that... Yeah, that was super weird. I was like, so he's just going to talk to them? Right. But the music, the score was really great and uh, some of the shots were really... That opening scene again with the girl on the beach when you see her and she's just there and her Mm -hmm. body's all kind of mangled and shit... That reminded me a lot of Jaws. Um, the okay. scene when you first see the girl who's been eaten by Jaws on the beach, and she's just listed. like body parts and hair and crabs and everything. Um, oh yeah, crabs. See, mm-hmm. it, it, but it really reminded me of that shot. The scene where they're driving—I feel like it was when they were driving to the cabin—and um, they're in the blue station wagon. Damn, that blue station wagon was epic. I had some friends growing up who had a big blue station wagon, and they would uh, take us all around in it, and it was just so great. We were kids, little kids. They had a big family, and we would all ride in the station wagon. You know, nobody's belted in. You're all just riding in the mm-hmm. – and there's this the bench in the back that faces the, the back of the vehicle. So much fun. Um, but they're driving through, like, a tree – down a tree-lined road, and there are leaves on the ground, and it felt – it kind of reminded me of, like, the Amityville Horror, like mm-hmm. that, that kind of vibe. But that old, like, 70s, 80s horror look – 
Uh, I mean, it was more, especially in the neighborhood setting, mm, very, like that. very Halloween. Yeah. Which oh, was, definitely. Yeah, yes. Which was yes. great. So the bit where there, I guess there were a couple of scenes that I really enjoyed. That was what I was going to ask you. I was okay. going to ask you that. Like, yeah, which you're. So I, when I first watched it, the scariest part of it for me was when they were on the beach and you can see it coming, and you don't realize... I think you do catch on. So Yara is the thing, but Yara's out right. in the water. So you figure out that it's the thing, and you mm-hmm. see it coming. She's like in a white wife beater or something. And then uh, you see it coming, and you see it coming, and you see it coming, and then it grabs mm-hmm. Jay's grabs hair, hair, and it's so scary because you can't see it. But then they... What is it? Paul hits it with a chair or something, and then it throws him back. Yeah, that um, was that was the scare, one hundred percent the scariest part for me. Okay, so when I, I am the exact opposite. Okay, you didn't like that part. I no, because here's the thing for me is I feel like the bulk of this movie, what is the most terrifying, is the fact that you don't know, you don't know if this person is real or not, you don't know if somebody is actually stalking you or not, you don't mm-hmm. know what's and and the fact that nobody else can see this thing, right? That but they still believe her. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but that is the most terrifying aspect. And I feel like you almost take something away from that terror when you make the thing real. Right. So the fact that it can physically grab her and pull her up by her hair or that makes it, can it push real. Paul back. The fact that exactly yeah. the fact that it can push Paul back makes it real. The fact that at the end they can actually shoot it, hurt it, throw mm-hmm. a towel or a blanket over it, that makes it real. And mm-hmm. the most terrifying part of all of this is that it may or may not be real. I think that sort of, I gotcha. that sort of psychological what if it, um, suspenseful. What if it was something that nobody exactly. else actually saw? Nobody else sees of. it. Nobody else really believes yeah. you. You know it's real, but the fact that other people don't see it makes you think maybe you're a little bit crazy too. And it certainly means that they can't help you. Yeah. And the fact that nobody can help you, that is another truly terrifying aspect. So in my mind, if they had not done any of like that sort of stuff. physicality right yeah um, of, of having this thing yeah. exactly of having this thing be known to mm-hmm. others and i think if i think if people hadn't believed her as much that would be the most terrifying so for example i think that one of the best scenes was greg's death and not necessarily him being fucked by his mother that's just <laughs> that's just weird oh, that but cool. the fact that he's saying all along i haven't seen anything yeah, i think not- i think we're good it's not following me i don't know what and then she sees it yeah. And she tries to call him and he's so cool with the fact that nothing's really following mm-hmm. him that he's able to sleep just fine. He's not mm-hmm. even picking up the phone. He's not worried. He's not worried at all. She's out there and she knows, she sees the woman, his mother, knocking on the door. She knows it's it and it's coming for him. And she's yelling at him, don't open mm-hmm. the door, don't open the door. And he is so oblivious that he does do it. Mm-hmm. I think that is far more terrifying, that it's something that just kind of comes out of the blue. But think about this. Think about that as a metaphor for how women are when it comes to sex and that kind of stuff. Oh, that they and can men. see things and so feel the, things so and understand. This yeah, woman, yeah, This woman is like, she's terrified. She sees it. She sees it coming. She knows it's a threat. Mm-hmm. And Greg's like, he's a guy. And he's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. We don't protect sex. Who cares? Because he doesn't have to worry about it. No, I, I absolutely he agree that that's... Like, uh, I'm not saying guys don't have to worry about STDs, but all the stuff we were talking about, like pregnancy, STDs, and how they affect women yeah. and versus how they affect men, it's just well, a the fact that I, That was what I was saying when I was saying that it was a man who came up with that myth that mm-hmm. if you have AIDS and you have sex with a virgin, with a virgin you can spread it to them. Yeah. The yeah. reason they came up with that is because a man's able to just say, 
Not worried. Yeah, so if big, it happens, so I can get rid of it. Yeah. And, and whether then, it's then what whether happens, it's that you get he needs to think that or get... whatever. But I mean, yeah, that yeah. whereas a woman is constantly thinking, I could end up pregnant and then I'm going to have to go through all of this stupid shit mm-hmm. or I'm going to be called a whore and then mm-hmm. I have to go through all of this stupid shit yeah. or whatever. He's sleeping be. through the night. He's good. She's holed up yeah. in a room with a chair on the door. Yeah. It's fucked up. But I mean, to, as far as the scary aspects of watching a movie, I feel like that scene and the scene in, towards the beginning when um, the window broke and yeah and the thing just appears there in the kitchen and then when she runs upstairs and when they open the door She's for yara and, and the, the tall the guy standing there comes through that was great like those yeah. are my favorite parts. those were good moments fucking yeah. yara you never should have let her in i love yara oh, god i loved her monster the so the final bit where they're at the showdown with the thing and they're in the pool um, where they're at the pool and they've yeah. got this cockamamie plan to light it up with some electricity. Right. And they've been watching using, these old horror films, using black and white horror films yeah. the whole time, which is really cute. Um, I love it every time <laughs> he throws something in, it comes unplugged. Yeah. Like, you guys yeah. didn't think about that. But, you know, that memory- Also, that was a thought that I had in the very beginning. She climbs into the pool. My first thought climbing into the pool would be, so, uh... What happens when this thing walks in and just kicks that TV in instead of climbing in after me, guys? Like, nobody thought? I don't, I nobody brought that up. When nobody I was watching it, I didn't think of it the first time. Okay, well, you clearly need me on your side if you ever Apparently. catch the sex ghost. Well, I wouldn't have come up with that ridiculous plan to begin with. Um, I, but you would have gone along with it. <laughs> so, her, when you first see her in the movie, she's in her safe space. That little pool in the mm-hmm. back of their yeah. house is kind of her private space obviously she's getting trashy above ground pool, neighbor yeah. yeah um and now she's in a pool and she's terrified and it's potentially the end and this thing is coming for her and it's throwing things at her and it's and i kept wondering why she didn't get out why'd she stay in the pool but i guess she just was like this is the showdown and at I have that to- point well i mean she was trying to get out too and it kept like throwing tvs yeah, at her true. so i'll give her that yeah the other thing i that i felt rang really true to me and that i loved was the relationship between jay and kelly the sisters yeah the love between them when she goes on that first date with hugh slash jeff and she's like my sister and i used to play this game what was the name of the game yeah trading uh, places or something, yeah, like, something that, like that where they you know have to guess who you would want to oh which was another with. great and dumb moment where he was like because when he picked the kid i would have done the same thing and i 100 percent understand where he's coming from <laughs> yeah. in general yeah and then once you get to actually understand what's going on in the movie you, you definitely understand why he would why choose he the, the child kid. who doesn't have to worry about all these things and yet they're like yeah he's probably shooting his pants that's a fucking school-age kid i know he's not How wearing a diaper are you people shitting your pants <laughs> he's not wearing a diaper like that makes me think that Hugh really is not that bright. No, like he's he not. was the he's kid a- in the second grade who yeah. went out to recess and just crapped himself. I mean, his himself. mom's obviously not that bright. She invited a bunch of strange kids into her house and gave them all soda pops. True. And, Plus, yeah. she'd been trying to fuck them for who knows how long. <laughs> so yeah, but that she's talking about her sister in the game, and her sister just believes her without question. And like they're walking down the sidewalk and talking about. Would her your date. sister believe you without question? It's <sighs> a really good question. I think so. Really. I mean, when you know somebody that well, would you believe me without question? Mm. If I told you something that I thought, no, I'm, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. You would be like, Leah, we needed to, to commit we, you. No, I would. No, I would not. No, Seventy-two would not. hour hold. Because we have I a problem. do, I do absolutely believe in, in like ghosts and poltergeists, exactly, and spirits in, and demons in and other possession. things. Now that being said, I am a skeptical believer. So we'd be talking through it, <laughs> and we'd be coming up with a way to prove. <laughs> That this is actually happening. But I think that would behoove you. 
because because in in our talking through it we would be able to determine the motivations of the, of sex the spirit ghost. so you would actually know what it wants exactly okay so we could come up with a better plan okay. than these children yeah no i i just it was the sweet the two of them like when they um when she runs out of the house after the ghost comes up behind yara that first night when mm-hmm. paul spends the night and she runs to the park and they find her at the park and kelly runs to her and they hug i mean the love between them it's so sweet. And I, I'm assuming that their father is dead. It seemed like... I mean, I guess he could have just left, but yeah, I assume Greg's he Greg's mom seems like a huge bitch who was talking shit about them as neighbors, even, even because they've gone through this hard time, which is another thing that I feel like is kind of poking holes in, like, our society. Like, a woman who is left or widowed... Like, she's not worth anything anymore. She's not good. And maybe he did leave them. Maybe he did leave them, and that's... People are thinking poorly of them because he left. I don't know that Um, I really got that much out of it. You don't really get that. that, yeah. I don't know. I just... I have a lot to say about divorced women and the way that... And not because I myself am divorced, because I'm young, but a lot of women... My mom, for example, married to a man for years and years and years didn't work took care of the kids and then you get a divorce and he's had a job this entire time and he's been in the workforce this entire time and you got to go back and what you, are you going to do right you well you're you, going to get up at 5 a.m like she said her mom was doing mm-hmm. i don't know what and she was doing but i'm assuming like nurse or like maybe wait a working yeah. at a diner or something i don't but know while but they're hanging out playing old maid mom's already in bed and exactly. she's never around yeah yeah the single parentness of it all it, i don't know that's a, there were so many things about this place that we live in that it made me it made me think real hard. Um, so can I say also one of the other favorite, not favorite things? Yeah. They're reading the love song of J. Alfred Prufrock, <laughs> which is my absolute most favorite T.S. Eliot, right? of literature. Yes. I'm and the fact that we poetry, but, yeah. start with the, they actually started, first of all, um, her rendition, not great. Oh, the reading was bad. It yeah. was really not good <laughs> because this is this is a poem that should make you feel, and she certainly did not make me feel, but I should have been a pair of ragged claws scuttling across the floors of silent seas to even just start with that line. You love and it? then I love it so much. The only thing that I, I wish they would have gotten to, I grow old, I grow old. I will wear the bottoms of my trousers rolled because I get the feeling that these kids who are followed mm-hmm. will never get the chance to grow old either. There you go. Um, just a side note. I just, I, I just love that poem so much. Yeah. I love Elliot so much. And you named your dog after him. That's right. Smelly Ellie. And the fact that they're also, there's some Dostoevsky thrown in there. Like it's, that aspect is great. Um, <laughs> I just, I just wanted so much more out of this. That's mm-hmm. all. It's but not, I think that's a good thing, too. That's a good thing. Of, the moments of, like, brilliance and, you know, yeah. what do you, you know, let's... Like, I will give it that. There are so many movies I watch. <laughs> so many movies I watch just this in general. This is not a throwaway movie. And certainly movies that I have watched for you. <laughs> Shut up. That I feel like, yeah, are kind of throwaway movies. Like, What are you talking about? If you say that? Demolition Man, I will I was not going to say Demolition Man. I was going to say um, the other thing with the hair in time and space event horizon horizon. oh for fuck's sake um but anyway (laughs) i feel like this movie had some really great qualities to it i i just the fact that i think it could have been even better Mm. 
is my way of saying that yes it was still there Mm -hmm. was a great premise in place there were some great shots there was a great feel um yeah i just the mood the mood the mood it's it's seeing promise in someone you know that's a wonderful thing i love i love so there another movie that i saw probably last year for the first time maybe a couple years ago for the first time the invitation yeah and i still haven't seen it it's been it's, sitting in a queue it's for a on long the list time. it's on the list but very great kind of slow burn creepiness yeah um it's got the guy whose name i can't pronounce who's like danish or something he's the, he's the good dario naharis from game of thrones okay not the blonde yeah yeah uh fabio style guy right. but the uh the other guy um he's just wonderful in it and uh this other chick whose name I can never remember, but who is incredible in everything I've seen her in, and um, I should remember her name. She's also in it, and as his ex-wife, but man, that's a great movie. Uh, it's got a really great end to it, and I think I do like that. That movie doesn't make me think as much about... Oh, sorry, wrong. The main character in The Invitation is Logan Marshall Green, plays him, and then the Dario Naharis guy is married to his ex-wife in the movie yeah okay um and that one's a little bit more about like it's a more obvious one about like trauma that has been in the past that you have experienced Mm -hmm. and how it affects you as a human being like once you've lived through it and that kind of stuff and then other stuff happens but uh but yeah i just this style of oh that's interesting what trauma it follows what do you mean i mean it always follows you any kind of trauma that you experience in your life, it's always going to follow you. You can deal with it. You can bury it. You can do whatever you want. But, but it's somehow still gonna, it's, it's still always, gonna be there. it's always going to be just a few steps behind. Well, that's nice. Like, we should, probably shouldn't end on that note. It's true. And it's not even, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Okay. So let's end on this note. So, <laughs> you don't so watching, watching horror movies always makes me think about, some of the fun, I mean, I was thinking about Scream Queens, so um, Micah Monroe in this movie, I'd also seen her in um, The Guest, which is a really fun one. What is The Guest? The Guest is like the guy comes into town and he was like a friend of like a relative who was in the military and he starts staying with them and I can't remember the name who plays. He was the guy who played the Beast in like the live action Beauty and the Beast. He's The Guest. Okay. She's, he's good <laughs> in that. Um, I like her as a Scream Queen. Um, you mentioned The Witch. The Witch is so good. Anya but Taylor- speaking of her also, she was in I'm Not Here. And I'm going to say that. Oh, because, Mike Monroe? Yeah. Okay. Because everybody should watch it. Everybody. Everybody okay. I'll put, should I'll watch put it, it. I'll put it on the list. For J.K. I'll Simmons. Put, I'll put it on the list. I'm not saying. It's not a great, great movie. It's not, you know, the best movie of the year that I had seen. Um, but fucking J.K. Simmons. Also Sebastian Stan. So, you know, like, you know. But fucking J.K. Simmons, that fucking guy. Um, and you mentioned the witch Anya Taylor yeah. Joy, also in Thoroughbreds, which I have seen and was just kind of lukewarm about. Um, but Split, I loved her in Split. Um, I didn't care as much about Glass, but Split was very good. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I I enjoyed Split. I can't say that I, I don't know. I know you know I'm kind of a nitpicker, so there are things about it that that I nitpick, but. But oh, I, I enjoyed loved, it. I loved that movie. Um, and then, I don't know if she counts, but The Haunting of Hill House, I know I've mentioned it a few times. You're talking about the Netflix series? Yes. Yeah, so and good. So fucking good. The daughter, the woman who plays the twin, Victoria Pedretti, who plays the female twin, um, the one who has died. 
the twin. Oh, oh, the twins. I'm sorry. Yeah, they were, yeah, two, yeah. They, they were twins, right? Yeah, the yeah. boy, and, boy girl. and girl. Yeah, I was thinking of twins, like identical twins. I'm like, there weren't any of them in there. She was phenomenal in that, and I just finished season two of You, and she is in that movie, and she that is show? incredible in that. I believe it, but I just couldn't. I made it through like two or three episodes of You and was done. The second season is a million times better than the first season, and I think it's because of Victoria Pedretti. Penn Badgley, he does his thing. Like it's like whatever. It's not even just that Penn Badgley. It was. I don't know. I have I have a problem. This is why I, I never made it through the first episode of Fleabag, Fleabag either. I don't like being forced into a single perspective. Mm. I don't like being inside one person's head. Unless I form an immediate connection with that character, which is unlikely. Um, I just, I don't like being forced into just that single Fleabag perspective. Fleabag is different. Well, I know you think that. It is. Trust <laughs> me. You just haven't seen it all. But anyway. Um, and then, uh, did you know that Micah Monroe was dating... As uh, a Joe Carey? It's Steve from Stranger Things. They're a thing. Oh, really? <laughs> Which is super Aww, cute. Yeah. They're probably like an adorable couple. Um, so I was thinking about other horror movies, horror horror that I have watched or, I don't know, mm-hmm. that was would have been really big. Not like before this movie came out, but maybe like late 90s, early 2000s. What is the most terrifying movie you've ever seen? It's going to be Event Horizon. No! <laughs> That's the one that sticks with me. Number if one. The, the number Exorcist one movie, is up there. Yes, the number one Jaws movie that I love and cannot watch is The Exorcist. It is so, it is the consummate scary movie. Like, mm-hmm. it is so absolutely horrifying and chilling in in the film itself. Mm-hmm. You know, the pacing of it, the music, the, the lighting, the acting, the dialogue, every aspect of the movie, every moment of it just brings terror and then the fact that it's about which is kind of similar to this movie that it's about something that you can't fully understand and you can't really see and you can't pick out and you mm-hmm. don't know for you know it's there but you, you don't know for it. sure if it's always there and exactly and you can't get away from it all of that is it it, it follows <laughs> but I mean it does it follows you after the movie yeah um it stays with you oh my god yeah but think about not I, that there haven't been others that scare me, too. I'm not but. thinking about the really scary shit. I'm thinking about the the slasher slash screamers. And that's why that's why we have different views <laughs> so, on horror. Because wait. when I think of horror, I want to be scared. I, I want it to be The Exorcist. I want it to be Poltergeist. The original Poltergeist, mm-hmm. not the not remake. Not the new one. The, new the original says. Poltergeist, especially having watched it for the first time when I was, I don't know, seven, maybe. Mm-hmm. So fucking terrifying. And I had a tree right outside my bedroom window that I just expected to like come to life. One of the scariest movies I've ever seen was one with Chuck Norris and there was a guy who Chuck Norris eventually took out, Mm -hmm. but the whole movie, he couldn't be killed and he just kept going around murdering people. That's fucking terrifying. And it's the same kind of out of control thing. Mm -hmm. That kind of stuff really scares me. Um, The Witch... I think paranormal the activity. Witch, the witch wasn't scary as much. The witch as was just scary. Really creepy. The witch was scary to me, but pol- um, sorry, um, paranormal activity. Mm, that one scared you. That me. one, yeah. the first one only, to be clear, yeah. and in part because yeah, I do have a fear of demons because again, it comes back to the mm-hmm. control thing. Mm-hmm. I that something could come inside of you and completely take control, and come you have inside of you. Yeah, come inside. <laughs> of you. We'll see. To bring it all back around, <laughs> don't let anything come inside of you because it will follow. <laughs> But the, the fact <laughs> what that you follows can just it follows. Lose control in that way. Um, you know that you could be pulled out of bed by some sort of like, that paranormal activity was, was props to them. It was fucked real, up. It, it was real scary. 
So there are definitely movies that have scared me, but that's what I look for in a horror movie. Mm-hmm. I don't the like campy scream queen kind of stuff, stuff. I've just never gotten into. So, if it's if it's really fun and ridiculous, I'm not saying that none of those do I enjoy. I yeah. enjoy some of them. Dead in Breakfast, which also has a musical that. quality yeah. to it. And just because you're a scream queen doesn't mean you're in campy. Don't Breathe is not campy. That movie is fucking. Scary. I, I've not seen it's, it. It's good. It's really intense and it's good. I think Evil Dead is. There are some things that are kind of silly. I mean, the original. What is the Last House on the Left. Fuck that movie. I'm not. Mm-mm. Oh, you've never seen it. I've seen part of the remake and i was like this is rough i can't it's watch really this. hard it's brutal. but it's it, it's not like it, it, it's a horror movie in the same way that the strangers is mm-hmm. you know it's it's really more psychological thriller the strangers are scary but exactly but it breeds yeah. terror still i'm thinking about like i know what you did last summer it's a scream, scream. <laughs> uh final destination i loved final destination the original um, have you seen all the others yeah i've seen all of them <laughs> i haven't seen four and Five. Oh my god there are four i thought there were only three they're making six there Holy are fuck. there is four and five no i've so, seen one through three so so if you had to rank your favorites one through three which would be your first one i think i'm going three it's got mary elizabeth winston i do i love I, her a lot i do really like yeah. three and it would go one three two but for me it would be three two one i think wow okay. i really like the first one but the second one i thought it was an interesting twist on the the reversal of it yeah like all the people who were affected by the original one are now it's coming back to like on you know do it and then Mary Elizabeth Winstead is someone I really enjoy, and so I really I do like, like her. her yeah. one. Um, so what about Scream? Have you seen all the Screams? Yeah. One, one. And the I, only the only one that's any good, in my opinion, is Scream, the original. So The others are just, and I feel the same way about I Know What You Did Last Summer. I know there was at least one sequel. I am almost positive I saw it. I've only seen, I've probably seen all of those, but I liked the first one the best, yeah. I think. I think that's the problem, too, is it was, it was a really original concept. I know both of those well both of those were original in that urban legend speaking of which have you seen that movie urban legend too yeah (laughs) but that was that was the 90s thing so it starts with scream scream was very original and it was poking fun at the kind of horror movie genre and that in and of itself created almost a new horror movie genre um so those things that we see so much of now with again teenagers just fucking and getting killed i don't think it wasn't that's kind of done i feel like we aren't seeing that as much anymore I really don't. I, I think they're still out there. It's all, still if it's out. out there, it's not getting the action that it would have gotten. Well, good. It should day. Yeah. For Scream, I liked the first one best. I really liked 4. Really? Yeah. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Um, I liked the cast. It had one of the Culkins. It had Hayden Pantier. I think um, Emma Roberts, who... Okay, let me just say... Emma Roberts seems really unhinged in real life. She seems like a really unhinged human being. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe you um, should stop reading about people on Twitter or what Oh, the no, fuck no, 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 no. Like, for real, she was dating Evan Peters for a while, and they were is. getting called on. Why do you like, know who all these children are? I, I mean, I know Emma Roberts, yeah. but... Um, but I, I liked... I liked the fourth one because they brought back Nev Campbell. Is it Nev or Neve? Nev. Nev. And uh, I like her character as the final girl is the tough one. And they brought back Courtney Cox and, and David Arquette within a two while. Although they might have been in all of them. I thought so. Maybe. Either they way. kind of flow together yeah. for me. But but it kind of brought back the original. And there was high school kids affected by this. And you're trying to figure out who did what. Um, I don't know. It was 
The first one's really just so good. The, oh the my first god, one is fabulous. It's Skeet Ulrich, like yeah, it's well, just so it good. It was really shocking, I think, because everybody knew. I think that Drew Barrymore was going to be in it, but then they kill her off right away, and right. everybody's like shocked by that. Yeah. It's like it kind of was the beginning of that. Like yeah, so the walking, that's what I mean by it, it set mm-hmm. the tone for yeah. those types of movies in the nineties. Yeah. It was yeah. the first. Like we really want to shock, and you. I am like that's, you know, our generate every generation is going to have something that they're going to. Be so grateful that they were part of that generation mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Um, that's one of them for me. That's yeah. one of them that we got to experience something like Scream mm-hmm. before all of the kids growing up now who would have no no ability to see how things were before that before movie. That. Yep. It's it's strange little thing, but yeah. before Scream, I mean, I guess it was Nightmare on Elm Street and yeah, yeah, all of that kind of and stuff. And Halloween and Friday the Thirteenth, but it was yeah. it was just those. It yeah. was those slasher scary movies, and then to have something that kind of it poked fun at it and yet still, still be was serious a and scary, interesting, yeah. interesting, fucking a, and to be well done. Geet Ulrich and I know Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard without a paddle on the list. Yeah, it's on the list. I what fucking loved him. He's like on the phone and he's like, my parents going to kill me. <laughs> yeah, he's so good. He's so great. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah. So I'm glad you watched this one. I'm glad you didn't hate it. I agree that there are some things they could have done better. We yeah. probably could have just scrapped the whole end where they're at the pool and figured out a better way to end it. Yeah. I mean, I think they... <laughs> I'm still on board for them actually seeing the entity or whatever it is. I, yeah. I mean, I think it would have been better without... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think, you know what I think? I think they tried so hard to take technology out of it that that made it harder to make this a good movie. I think they could have put some, like... Oh, I disagree. What do you mean? I I don't... I'm glad they took the technology out Minus of it. I enjoyed that. Yara's That's, shell phone thing. Which yeah, which I is... Love. Oh, I want one of those. Was, I don't know what it like, is. Like, what the hell is It's like a Kindle thing? in a compact. It's, it's so great. cute. I love that she's always just sitting there reading and eating her sandwich from the middle. Ugh! I the worst. She's like eating licorice. She's farting. I'm here for it. I don't care about. Okay, I'm sorry. Don't clip your toenails in front of people. <laughs> that is gross. I and you're do in that. someone else's house too. <laughs> that like, just what shows the... you what good friends they are. Fuck. If you came into my house and sat down on my toilet in my bathroom and started clipping your toenails, we would not be <laughs> friends anymore. They were. It was grooming. They were no. going to bed. It's gross. Don't do that. And it's while they're brushing their teeth. Somebody could have caught a <laughs> pinky nail in, in, in the mouth. The mouth. That's Gross. just disgusting. Yes, that's <laughs> terrible. That was no. She's the worst. And I feel like I was gonna say something, and now I'm just we having talking flashes about the shell of phone and the technology. Oh, the technology. Yeah. I always come back to Seven. Seven is okay. Such a great movie. Oh my mm-hmm. god, I love it so much. Mm-hmm. And there's no way that it could be made now because of the internet. It's because so much of that movie is them figuring things out as they go mm-hmm. and doing the research, looking back at old case files, go. going to the library and actually going through books. It's Brad Pitt well, sitting in like his car. Mindhunter. It's kind of like Mindhunter. Sure, like, yeah, yeah. You don't want to see Mindhunter now. It would be no fun. Right. So Brad Pitt sitting in his car in the pouring rain looking at paintings and mm-hmm. things from these books, that's the magic of that movie. Mm-hmm. If you had put it, if it's done today, it's just people looking stuff up on the internet and it would just be terrible it's just yeah. terrible do you do you think people watch those movies now though and they're like man they don't have cell phones they don't have the internet how do and they get anything so done great. i love the fact i almost wish that i mean so i did read in the trivia that it was purposefully kept um, low tech yeah well not just low tech but that it was purposely kept in uh, that you wouldn't have the ability to tell exactly what time it was set in, in to make it more kind of dreamlike yes. um I think that's very interesting, but it also 
was confusing to me. So while it's an interesting premise, I don't think it really worked because it actually distracted, for me at least, it really distracted from the movie because the whole time I'm thinking, she was on her cell phone a minute ago and now they're watching a black and white movie on a TV that has rabbit ears. Like what? Mm -hmm. she's reading from a compact, but all of these cars are like from the 90s or the 80s. Like what is this place? It was very distracting for me. Um, But I do love the low tech aspect of it Mm -hmm. and I think again playing into that being out of control not knowing what's going on or who's after you or what you can do or can you ever even get away I think those fears are quelled a little bit when you have a cell phone yes if you think back to whether you experienced life without the phone or you just remember all of the movies where they didn't have the ability to Mm -hmm. be in constant communication and constant contact with people that adds a whole nother layer of of fear now when you do it Everybody has to be out of range of service. Yeah. You have to be in a place where your cell phone's useless or cell phone has to break. Right. Have exactly. you seen The Ruins? No. Oh, Lindsay. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What is this? It's, uh, it's I mean, isn't it? Uh, kids go into the jungle for vacation. Yeah. And they travel to these, uh, nah. like, ancient ruins and it gets weird. But, <laughs> but they have cell phones and they are in range of the signal, but then they break or stuff happens. Yeah. yeah, but they have to get rid of them some way. Um, so yeah, oh, my phone's dead. It's What's going- happened? I'm so excited about this because that that's another one that oof, I was scared. Scared. <laughs> okay. And you haven't seen Annihilation either. No, but, yeah. I don't think. I don't know what that is. We talked about it. It's got Natalie Portman. Oh it's yeah. It's got Oscar Isaac's in it. Oh, I do like him. Yeah. I'm not a big Natalie Portman fan. All right. Well, Other anything than- anything else to say about it follows. I feel like I probably said it all. Okay. <laughs> Do you think? Well, I think everybody should watch this movie, and that's what I'm going to say about that. I don't disagree. I, yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad that I saw it. Again, it was one that I probably would have seen at some point, even though I wasn't into it to begin with. And it had a lot of great aspects to it. So It's a yeah, thinker. I would say, I mean, I would say it's think. a good one to watch. It's a thought provoker. All right. Thanks, everybody. See you next time. The Movie Virgins. Hey, people. This is Leah. Uh, Thank you for listening. I hope that we didn't make you uncomfortable with all of our talk about sex and virginity and all that other wonderful stuff about bodies. Um, You know, if you're uncomfortable talking about sex or listening to other people talk about sex, uh, sorry, not sorry. Uh, Get over it. We're all human beings. We all have bodies. Bodies are weird. Bodies are gross. Sex is weird. Sex can be gross, but sex is also very cool. Um, and we should all be having safe sex and we should all be enjoying sex. And I hope you are. I hope you get laid tonight. I hope you get laid real hard. So that is my, my wish for you, podcast listeners, dear listeners. Um, all right. So I just made that super weird. Thanks again for listening to my bullshit. Um, we really appreciate you. We would love it if one on, on whatever podcast listening platform you're using, whether it be Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Podcasts or Podbean or Podchaser or Castbox or whatever the fuck else is out there, if you would find us there where you are and subscribe. We would also love it if you would rate us. And if you are so inclined, please write us a review. We want to hear from you, whether you loved it or hated it or whatever it is, whether I scared the shit out of you just now, please go for it. Um, and you know, we're also on Twitter at movie virgins pod. If you want to find us there and engage us on social media, we would love that as well. So hopefully we'll hear from you there very soon. And thanks again for listening. One last thing. 
The music in this episode was written and performed by Melissa Powers. Virgin's Park, Virgin's Park, Virgin's